welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice is a podcast all about podcasting. My name is Charlotte and I've been podcasting since 2017. Before that, I was in radio. In fact, first time I went live behind a microphone was in 1998. Yes, that was last century. I love listening to podcasts, making podcasts and helping others make podcasts too. All through my business, Charlotte Foster Podcasts. I promise you I am far more creative when it comes to podcasting than I am when it comes to making up names for businesses. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. I hope you are well. This week I am talking about how long it takes to actually get an, a podcast episode ready. So writing, recording, editing and uh, just getting your podcast out there. And you'll be disappointed, or will you be disappointed? Actually, I don't think you will be disappointed when I say that I can answer this week's question in two words. It depends. I know. I know. And yes, the answer is correct. It does depend. But that's not a particularly useful answer, and it would mean that this podcast is over pretty quickly, and you don't think you'll be getting value for money from me, even though this is free. I still like to give a bit of value. So how long does it take to write, record and edit a podcast? And what can you do to speed up that time, that process? We'll start with writing. Typically for me, it takes around 45 minutes for me to write the episodes. And yes, I do write them. You can stop laughing now. I don't just make it up as I go along. It sounds like it sometimes, but I don't. There is something written down. And what I do is I set a timer for 45 minutes and get as much down as I can in like a first draft as possible. I then tweak what I've written and record it. And it literally is just a tweak. Sometimes I do the tweaking as I record it. Don't do that though, because it can leave you a little bit lost and it, you might start going off on a tangent. Well, I certainly do. Now, the reason I can get away with doing it like this is because I know what I'm going to be talking about each week because I've planned it in advance. I've planned my content 10 to 12 episodes in advance. Now, when I say plan my content, I haven't written everything out word for word between now and the end of March. But what I have done is I've planned my theme for the quarter so that it matches my business goals. And when I know what they are, I then go down to the next level down and I plan my episode subjects, and then I plan the episode titles and work out which order they should go in so that they flow nicely like a series. Remember we were talking a couple of weeks ago about um, Netflix and all the box sets on there and how you want your podcast to be created in a very similar way that they create box sets so that people are binging them. That is what I do, believe it or not. I I don't just talk it, I actually do it as well. I practice what I preach, turning into my parents there. So I will then write and record each episode the week it's due to be released. So I do it the week it's meant to go out. So this episode's going out this week. I don't batch them all in one go. Sometimes I do and I'll batch the writing and recording together. So I'll spend a day doing it all. And this is a great idea if you know you've got a lot coming up, a house move perhaps, just me. 
or you can't find the time weekly to work on your podcast, but you know that once every six weeks, once every month, once every two months, however often it is, you know that you can get space and that you know that you'll be able to do all that in one go, then do it that way. Batch it if that's going to work for you, because otherwise you'll end up missing it and we don't want that happening, do we? I also like the idea of batching because it allows you to know it's all done and ready to go. There's no late night, ah, I'm recording my podcast at 3am because it's due out at the next time I'm on air, ah, madness. And you don't fall asleep while talking like I have done a couple of times. Mm -hmm. I have managed to fall asleep while talking and then kind of wake up still talking on my podcast. I might I might release that one day and just so if you can tell how asleep I am or as was suggested to me yesterday, it might have been my best work ever. Who knows? So actually, batching is a good idea to get to give yourself a head start when you begin your podcast. Really good idea. Now, personally, the reason I think I don't do batching very well is I think I just spent far too long working in radio where everything is done at the last minute. Um, But, you know, maybe one day I'll be the batching queen. When it comes to the writing, I do all my prep using my planning toolkit. I put it then inside Notion, which is a fantastic sort of, I don't know what you call it, organisational tool thing. I think someone described it as digital notepaper. I love Notion as software and I write my blog from it. From my blog, I create my podcast script. Now, when I say script, I don't mean word for word written monologue, which I then memorise and crack on with. No, I mean bullet points. Lots of bullet bullet points some days, but bullet points that have a few notes underneath. I like talking. (laughs) Ha ha, you never knew that, did you? And I can pretty much get away with talking about podcasting on very few notes. In fact, I was giving a talk at my local branch of Professional Speaking Association and did 20 minutes about podcast planning with five bullet points to take me through. That was it. That was my entire notes, just five lines of bullet points. Podcasts, I think, should be conversational and natural sounding. You're not going to get that through reading a script. Now, some weeks, I'll be honest, I do need to do a bit of additional research into the episode, such as when I'm talking about some podcast statistics or checking out kit, anything really that isn't just me sitting here telling you my thoughts. Those episodes, they do take a bit longer to write. It can take up to 90 minutes, depending on which rabbit holes I get sucked into while researching. Yeah, I'm looking at kit all the time. I'm, yeah, we all know. On to the recording then. Now, this is the fun bit. Well, I think it's the fun bit and I hope you think it's the fun bit too. And realistically, you'd think recording is the bit that should be the quickest and easiest, right? Mm, Not always. It should simply be a case of opening up the software you're going to use to record your episode, hitting record, opening your mouth, speaking, and then hitting stop. Ta-da! Done. Oh, if only it was that simple. Sometimes it is. Most often it's not. Now, this is where I think that if you've written your script word for word, you might just be found out. Writing content that is to be read by the eyes is such a different skill to writing content that is going to be spoken out loud. So if you're used to writing blogs or just content that's meant to be read by the eyes, you might find it really tricky to translate that into writing content that is to be spoken out loud. 
Content that is to be spoken tends to be made up of much simpler sentences and you will use words that you would say every day. So some informal phrases, some slang maybe. You get more complex sentences with subclauses and proper grammar and stuff that I don't really understand and a gazillion words that are really hard to read out loud without tripping over your words. So you trip over your words more. The meaning can also get lost as you struggle to figure out where the emphasis should go. That was done on purpose. And if you're particularly unlucky, you run out of breath towards the end. Again, I was doing that on purpose as a bit of a show you what I mean, okay? Now, it's also really easy to lose your place in a lot of text. And I'll be honest with you, there's nothing more frustrating when you're on a roll, you're recording great, and then you have to start again and again because you've lost your place in this mammoth script that you've written word for word. We've all been to those weddings where someone is doing a speech and they have that bit of paper in front of them and they are just reading it word for word, head down, not engaging. You don't want that. And I know you can't see people because you're recording, but pretend you can see someone engage with that person and it will sound so much better. The other issues which can and will trip you up when you're recording are some external noises disrupting you. And disruptions cause distractions. And if you're me, distractions cause you to take far longer and longer because you go off, squirrel, woo, well, what's that over there? Shiny thing, me, I want to look. Honestly, there is nothing more frustrating for me than when I'm in full flow, arms waving around recording. And that does happen. I wave my arms around a lot and then ping, that's my phone going off or there's an email alert or my husband comes home and shouts, hello. Just on a side note here, I once suggested that we installed a big red mic live light that used to get in radio stations above our front door so he would know to be quiet when coming in. Yeah, it did take me a couple of minutes to realise that that might not be the best idea I ever had. Could you imagine? (laughs) So recording timings then obviously depend on how long your podcast episode lasts as well. A 40 minute episode is going to take longer to record than a 15 minute episode. Well, you'd hope so. If you're taking 15, if it's a 15 minute episode, it's taking you longer to record than a 40 minute episode. I'd have a look at what you've written for your 15 minute episode and have a look at it again, maybe. And it also depends on if you're on your own, you've got a co-host or if you've got guests. God, it's all it depends today. I'm so sorry. If you are recording on your own, it should be fairly straightforward. You don't have to worry about connections dropping out and it's only you who's going to make a mistake. I tend to factor in an extra 15 minutes or to the length of the episode as to how long it will take to record. So if it's a 30 minute episode, 45 minutes is probably the most it should take to record. Having said that, I have many a time got to the end of an episode, listened back and hated what I heard. So started again or started again because I've made so many mistakes, it's just going to be easier and quicker to re-record than faff about with the editing. So whilst normally I can get it done in an episode length plus 15 minutes, there have been days when I've needed at least double that. Although those are the days it's probably best to go away, make a brew and come back to do the recording later. When you are recording with a co-host or a guest, you've got to take into account their podcasting experience. 
So a guest or co-host doing this for the first few times is probably going to need a bit of hand-holding, a bit of guiding. They're going to be nervous, so they may well want to re-record bits or restart an answer to a question. If I'm looking to do a 30-minute interview, generally I ask guests to block 90 minutes out of their diary. That should cover tech problems, helps me get a bit of a warm-up to get the guests relaxed, get them sure that they're okay, and also give me a little wrap-up at the end and make sure that we've covered everything they wanted to cover at the end. Nine times out of ten, I don't need that full 90 minutes, so they get a bit of time back as well. Now we come to editing. I'm not going to lie. Editing can be the most time-consuming part of your podcast episode creation. Or, alternatively, as you know, I'm a big fan of, you can just sack it all off and not do any editing at all. If it's just you, you can record your podcast as though you were doing it live. Or maybe use a live that you've done regularly anyway as as a podcast. So if you're regularly doing Facebook lives, Instagram lives, LinkedIn lives, record yourself separately doing your audio. So if you can, just get something separate to record on and use that as your podcast. I've saved you time. And if you've done it live, you might as well not worry too much about the editing. If you are comfortable doing lives, then this is a really good way of cutting down time and energy and effort when it comes to your podcasting. And if this this is the difference between you doing a podcast and you not doing a podcast, do the podcast, sack off the editing, do it as live, so pretending that you're live, and get your podcast out there. Don't worry about the errs and the ums, because we all err and um, and we all have our filler words, right? It's what makes us who we are. Go with it and embrace it. I will just say though, you probably want to edit out your mistakes and anything that is inaccurate because you don't want to be putting out mistakes or inaccuracy. You want people to know your quality, right? If you do decide you do want to edit out your filler words, your ers, your ums, as well as the topping and the tailing. So when I say topping and tailing, I mean like cutting out the silences at the beginning and the end. Then the general rule of thumb for editing time is around two to three times the length of the raw, the unedited audio. I'm going to be honest again. I like being honest. It's good to be honest. There are some days where I fly through the editing. Literally, like nothing stops me. Done. It's exactly like that. I make that noise and everything. But then there are other days where I faff around over every single tiny uh, or just a stutter or a uh, or a restarted sentence. And I just want it to sound absolutely perfect. And I want it to make sense sound wise. So it doesn't sound like I've spliced two things together. And this is pretty much normally down to how much of a perfectionist I am feeling. Because there is nothing better than making an edit sound as though it doesn't exist. My husband will tell you, I will quite often call him upstairs when I'm doing some editing and say, listen to this, listen to this. And he'll go, all right, yeah, I've listened to it. What? I went, did you hear it? Did you? Did you? Did you hear it? And he's like, hear what? I'm like, the edit. Did you hear the edit? No, I didn't. Yes. That's a victory for me. That is my level of um, fun and coolness. Quite, quite high up there on the fun and cool scale. Yeah, I'm really not, am I? Sometimes, though, you have to weigh up how how perfectionist you're being, how important it is that it sounds perfect against the hours that are left in the day and your sanity. 
and go with your sanity and give yourself the extra hours in the day. Please, please, and indeed, please. It can be a little trickier when you're editing more than one person. I tend to edit people on separate tracks. So each person has their own track. I'm trying to think what their word of track is. I edit on separate tracks so I can control background noise from each person. So each individual person has their own recording. It's not all mashed together in one recording. But of course, you can take the same attitude as I recommend you have if you're just starting out and you're doing a solo episode and just leave all of that in. Leave the talking over each other in because talking over each other happens in real life, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Even me, I manage to talk over to myself sometimes when it's just me on my own. So thinking about it, I've probably not really answered the question of how long it takes to record, write, record, edit a podcast. So let me tell you how long it takes me. Personally, I can get this podcast written, recorded, edited, uploaded, plan some social media from it in a morning or an afternoon. I block off a day to do content. So usually that means I get the podcast sorted and then in the afternoon I will do a few other bits of content ideas, plan ahead and all that. But that's this podcast on its own. I have clients who send over episodes that are an hour, maybe hour and a quarter long, hour and 20 minutes long. They've got four speakers on them and that edit takes me probably a full morning or a full afternoon just on the edit. So none of the other stuff, none of the other sort of background stuff of writing and and, and all of that. So that can be quite time intensive, the editing side, when you've got lots of people on. So I hope that's given you an idea about some timings and also some ways that you can make your life easier when you are writing, recording and editing your podcast. And of course, I can help you too. Go have a look at my podcast planning toolkit on my website. It will help you get the written part done straight away. We can then talk about planning if you want to have a planning session. And if you want to totally outsource all of the faff, then look at the Smash Your Series um, series package. Uh, you can find all of that underneath the Working with Charlotte menu when you go to charlotte-foster.co.uk. And next week, we will be talking about how you can outsource, what you can outsource, and roughly what kind of prices you can expect to pay for outsourcing your podcast stuff not just any old stuff podcast stuff in particular all right look after yourselves and in the meantime stay in touch with me you can get in touch with me on the social medias on the social medias man i've been doing a lot of editing and not getting out you can get in touch with me on social media on instagram i am charlotte foster podcasts on linkedin i'm charlotte foster podcast queen you have to say it like that now. Podcast Queen on Facebook, Charlotte Foster Podcasts, and on Twitter at CF Podcasts. And that is where you can find me. I'm on Clubhouse as well. At Charlotte Foster is who I am. I sometimes do some rooms on a Wednesday. I talk about this episode and all the other episodes I do. I talk about podcasting in general and on alternative Fridays, I will be there with my mate, Pete Morgan, who is also another podcaster, really good podcaster. He um, 
and I, we chat all things podcasting there as well. So come give me a follow and you'll know when I start off a room and I just go in and chat to people a lot. I love Clubhouse. I'm enjoying connecting with people on there. So please do, if you're on Clubhouse, connect with me on Clubhouse as well. See you next week. Mm-hmm.